What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show. This is Devon Johnson once again coming back to you tonight for our post-game report showtime forum. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. And tonight was a rough night. Probably the hardest night that I think any Laker fan has ever experienced. Um, watching tonight, um, of course, this being the first game since the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's passing, of course, Kobe, Gianna, and the other families that were a part of the helicopter crash. And so tonight had all of the emotions that you could possibly think. Um, of course, there was not only devastation, but there were moments of joy in reflecting on, on what Kobe did. Of course, in the house of Staples Center, the house that Kobe built, with uh, all of the fans outside of Staples Center that were paying homage and all of the uh, uh, stars, celebrities, fans inside the Staples Centers that were, of course, having Kobe on their mind. But there was a basketball game played tonight. As hard and as difficult as it was, the game was played. And unfortunately, the team fell tonight. Uh, They fell to the Portland Trail Blazers, 127-119. Um, And it is so unfortunate because this was a night that we really, really wanted, uh, we really, really wanted to win. And for whatever reason, we were not able to pull it out. Um, And we're going to talk about it tonight. Of course, there were plenty of factors going into it. But I think the biggest thing we want to take away from tonight is the fact that uh, the, the team played. And I think that's the beginning of the healing process for the Laker organization was getting back on that court tonight. I know many of us wanted to win tonight. I think everybody, including the players and all the fans in there and all the fans in Laker Nation, wanted to win tonight. But more than anything, it felt good just to see the players back on the court trying to play basketball again despite what's going on. Of course, there's uh, different uh, players are experiencing different uh, feelings based upon the relationship with Kobe. Uh, LeBron, of course, being the, not only the captain of the ship, but probably one of the closest ones outside of Rob Palenka. Um, uh, to Kobe, um, and so watching his emotion, watching Quinn Cook's emotions uh, today was extremely difficult. Um, it was extremely difficult to watch them as the tribute was going on, crying, uh, holding each other, consoling each other, encouraging each other, and then try to go play basketball after that. So uh, even though we did lose tonight, it, it's it's very understandable, and I do believe that this is just part of the healing process, but once this team gets through this and they get healed and they have an opportunity not just to bond but to have their minds completely focused on a championship run I think you're going to see a brand new motivation I think you're going to see a brand new uh, a dedication to basketball much as what they would want to see Kobe to, uh, uh, have um, and I, I do believe that at the end of the day it's not about the, the loss tonight but the championship in the end and I really believe this is part of that process so let's talk through it tonight um, first of all, I want to say, man, uh, hats off to the Laker organization for tonight's tribute. Um, and actually, I want to say before that, hats off to all of you as Laker fans. Um, what has helped most of us, including myself, get through this season in these past several days has been watching how we have come together to celebrate the legacy of Kobe Bryant and, and Gigi Bryant and, and being able to, to, to have conversations and be able to check in on each other has been amazing. I know, especially for Showtime Forum, we are a pretty large group that's spread all over the place. I'm in Houston. We have people in Australia and obviously in L.A. And just being able to have camaraderie um, and be able to talk about what we're feeling and how it's hitting us. And uh, and, and it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's been difficult. But, but watching your guys' tweets and seeing how you guys have interacted and watching the fans of L.A. Uh, uh, celebrating the life of Kobe with murals, with, I mean, obvious music and, and joy. It's, it's, it's one of the most amazing things to be a part of. 
And so before we jump into the showtime tonight and we get into the game specifics itself, I think it's very good um, if you have an opportunity for yourself just to embrace the fact that you're a part of a sports family, a sports franchise family that is unlike any other sports franchise in the absolute world. Um, and, and we have players that we can celebrate that at the age of 41 has accomplished more than most players will ever accomplish in their lives. And so this is a, a fantastic night to celebrate. And of course, we're all still hurting and mourning. But let's get into the game. Uh, tonight, I think the, the star of the game, obviously, was Dame Dollar, man. It was uh, Damian Lillard. He had a tremendous game tonight. Um, and honestly, the reason why the Trailblazers won was because Damian Lillard turned on the Jets. Once he got that tech um, in, in the game, once he got that tech, he just turned it on. And to be honest, when, when players get hot like that, and we should know because we've had Kobe get hot like that, there's really nothing you can do. He was hitting shots from everywhere, impossible shots. He was dropping dimes. Um, and it, it just fed the, the, the team energy. And uh, there were points where you saw LeBron trying to push the team, but you can tell that there was a weight in the room that was absolutely different than what the Trailblazers were carrying. Um, and I think the, the Lakers are going to adjust to it over time, but I think this is different. Um, we're used to seeing a Laker team that is fun, that is jovial, that is playing around, laughing, having fun on the court. But tonight, you don't know how to feel. You, you, you can't laugh, really, because... Uh, because of the situation that's going on and it's so fresh and it's so new, but you do want to have fun because it's the best way to honor. It's the best way to pay homage to Kobe, but it just, it, it, there was too much going on. First time back in the court, of course, missing the game with the Clippers uh, with that being postponed. So uh, tonight uh, was an absolute, uh, uh, it's, it's one of those games that you put and you put an asterisk next to it and say, we lost the game, but given the circumstances, it's not a, it's not an excuse, but it, it's being it's being in the, the midst of reality. Uh, but we did have some great things that we saw. We saw an aggressive Anthony Davis tonight who had 37 points tonight. And it was very efficient, 14 of 22, 3 of 5 from the 3. Um, and he had 15 rebounds, which was uh, tremendous. And, of course, he had his normal blocks, but he had five blocks tonight. LeBron James contributed 22 points. Um, but what, uh, what we're seeing, though, is we're starting to see the trend again where uh, the bench and the other players are not contributing as much. Kyle Kuzma had a tremendous night tonight, going 50% from the field with 6 of 12 on 17 points. Uh, but it seems like the people who scored the most had the lowest plus minus for whatever reason. But having contributions of like uh, 3 points from a Quinn Cook, 2 points from a Rondo. Um, and I love what Frank Vogel did in the very beginning by having everybody active and playing within the first 4 minutes. It was great to have everybody back on the court, but you can tell that was a strategy to get the team back together and get their minds focused because it was a lot going on. Uh, you normally would not see Quinn Cook in the first four minutes of a game, uh, especially with, given his circumstance of being so emotional tonight. But I think it was a direct plan by Frank Vogel that it was, wasn't so much about the win as much as it was about getting the team back on track and preparing them uh, for the long run that is to come called the NBA season. So, uh Let's get to these comments, guys, and uh, let's let's talk it out. I'm so glad to hear from some of you guys, man. No, really, come on. Uh, okay, I'll be the bad fan. I wanted to win tonight. I'm disappointed. Uh, Dame was on, was more Kobe-like. Dame, Dame was Kobe tonight, and if you had a chance to catch the post game, uh, he mentioned that that he wanted to pay homage to Kobe by by playing like that. But he said it's also very hard to celebrate the win given the circumstances. But you're not a bad fan for wanting a win tonight. Um, I, I believe if Kobe was sitting uh, a courtside, he would want to win. Uh, tonight, but for whatever reason, it, it's it, there was so much going on in that building tonight, and I don't know if anybody caught the tribute, if anybody saw what what, what went on um, with uh, the way the Lakers paid tribute to Kobe, but it was very emotional, extremely emotional. 
uh, starting from just uh, Usher singing Amazing Grace. It, it felt very funeral processional-like. Um, and then watching the video, knowing that you just saw Kobe in Staples Center December 29th, and he was supposed to be there that night for that game to support his friend Carmelo Anthony. And all of those things combined, all of that in the room before you start the game, and of course having the speech lap by LeBron James, who went completely off script, which I loved. But all of those things combined contributed to to that, but nobody in that building I felt like was excusing the Lakers. I feel like they everybody wanted to win, but it just wasn't there. Uh, Kobe would want wins, not tears. Uh, you know, I, I think twenty. I think the the twenty year NBA Kobe would have, but I think the Kobe and the that we've seen the last three years it was a different Kobe. It was a Kobe who did appreciate competition, who did appreciate um, uh, uh, doing whatever it takes to win. Um, but I think if you if you're being honest, if that had been somebody else. And had it been a magic or had it been somebody that was close to him uh, that had passed away in the same fashion, I think Kobe would have uh, been in tears like most of us. And so uh, it, it's just amazing. And it's it's incredible to talk about Kobe in past tense. But uh, I believe he would want a win as well. So uh, George Santiago, shout out to Kuz for playing hard. Yeah, man. And, uh, and, and, and Kuz had a couple of plays that killed momentum, of course, throwing the pass into the second row. And, and that, those are just, you know, those are just young, young guy mistakes. Um, but he played hard tonight, 17 points, and and we forget this, even though Kuz has had his struggles, Kuz is the third leading scorer on the team. As great as KCP has been and everybody else, he's still he's still the third leading scorer. So he's kind of filling in the third scorer role. He's just not consistent. He goes with bursts that seem to overlay the previous inconsistent games that he's had. But tonight he was consistent. He was consistent when it mattered. Uh, he put up 17 points and helped try to contribute to a win. Of course, we did not make that, but he did what he was supposed to do. Alex Acoustic. It was a great tribute. I still want to trade Kuzma. Lousy defense. Uh, yeah, and, and and who knows, man. The trade deadline is, is right around the corner. Uh, but given this, given what's going on, I, I don't know what, what trades are going to happen. I know that the, the Lakers are more motivated now to get a championship than they've ever been. Uh, and not just from what they their aspirations they had at the beginning of the season, but of course now with Kobe Bryant. And so they, they want to win one for Kobe, win one for, uh, uh, for the Mamba. But we don't know what that means in regards to trades. Kobe Bryant has been on the record as saying this team has enough to make it to the championship this year. Kobe has said that. LeBron has said that. I don't think any of us believe it. Uh, but you better believe that Kobe is not going to sugarcoat anything. If he feels like somebody needs to be traded, he would have said it. Uh, but but we saw tonight. It's, it's more than just defense. It's more about uh, trying to get this team back on track into their winning ways. Remember, we are a team that is specialized in seven, eight, nine game win streaks. And that's what we're used to. And I truly believe the next game, uh, when we play next, we're going to win the next game. I truly believe it. Uh, but the team getting back into it, the last game they played was <clears throat> was Saturday. And then waking up Sunday morning, getting on a plane and finding out that the, the icon of your organization has died. Um, there's really no way to, 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 to know if the Lakers are still in the mode of trading. Um, I know they're in the mode of championship, but we just don't know what it means. Uh, but Kuzma very well could be traded. Jordan Santiago, though we like to have that win, it was nice to have that game done with. Yeah, I think a lot of it is really more about getting getting it out of the system. Uh, they're going to pay, uh, they're going to do a memorial service for Kobe. So that'll be another, you know, that'll be another uh, emotional day. But But getting back to basketball, getting back to that sanctuary called the court, um, and getting back into the routine of playing games again. You got to remember, they, even, they haven't even really had 
uh, normal practices. They haven't been talking to the media like they normally would. It's been a lot of grief counseling. It's been a lot of uh, uh, leaning on each other. So this has not been this has not been an ordinary week. This has been the most normal part of their week was the game tonight, and it was good. Uh, George Santiago, you're you're completely right. It was good to get that out the way. So now we can get back into motion. And as time progresses, we will heal. And as time progresses, that team will heal. But what will what they will not forget is the motivation that they now have, the fresh win, the second breath that they have going forward. Uh, but I think it would be uh, a bit much to ask this team to be back on top of their game simply because Kobe died. And I love Staples Center chanting Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Truth is, 25 games from now, we're not going to be chanting Kobe. I think the, the next time you're going to see a huge yell or shout for Kobe is going to be when we hold that championship up that trophy up and I think everybody is going to everybody from fan to player to organizational workers they're all going to say it was for Kobe uh <clears throat> juicy money you ball because I am I'm sorry I, I am bald I, I am I was acoustic I thought the refs were calling it Portland's way um I don't think anybody was happy with the refs Dame obviously got um uh, a tech tonight Dwight Howard was on him uh, uh LeBron James had words it, it's starting to feel like that all the time um, but what we did see was we saw uh, four-point plays being called tonight. Um, but once again, we have to uh, we have to settle on this idea. Portland played a great game tonight, um, and I, and as much as Dame Lillard was the storyline tonight, uh, but for their team, I would really give it to Hassan Whiteside, who had 30 points and 12 rebounds. So um, <clears throat> if you really want to look at it, Dame Lillard and Hassan Whiteside were really the LeBron James and Anthony Davis of their team. Uh, the difference was is that they also had a, a C.J. McCollum. And C.J. McCollum was kind of like our Kuzma. And so we were kind of going back and forth, and it was really more about who was going to score more. And Dame had the hot hand tonight, unfortunately. And, I, I, and, 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 and the Portland Trailblazers really do have a squad that can be formidable as the, as the, uh, as the season goes on. Uh, but tonight they showed that they have heart, and they meant it, and they came in, they were hungry, and they were ready. Blake Sinclair, it's been real difficult, but that game show... That game somehow helped, even if it was a little bit. It was a it, uh, it was a cathartic way to honor Kobe. He would be forever missed. Blake Sinclair, yeah, that would have been impossibly difficult game to mentally prepare for and get through for the entire franchise. Absolutely, um, and no matter how prepared you are, you're looking up in that crowd. You're seeing everybody wearing Kobe shirts. You're looking. You're at warm ups. Everybody has Kobe jerseys on. You're looking at the floor. <clears throat> and you're seeing KB on the floor in all four corners. You're looking up at the top screen on the Megatron there, and you're looking up and you're seeing Gianna, and you're seeing Kobe. And for us guys, you know, most of us have never met Kobe, um, and even if we have, we don't know him. We don't have his phone number. LeBron James um, and a lot of these players have known him so personally. He's uh, he's invited them over the house, and we all know when he was playing those 20 years, then nobody go to Kobe's house. But these last three years, man, people have been coming over the house. He's been going there. He's been checking on folk. Everybody has a story about Kobe that goes so far beyond the basketball court. So if you can imagine coming out, trying to prepare your mind for it, and you're trying to get focused on the game, but everywhere you look is the face of the, the number, the, the, the symbolism, uh, the realization that your friend is gone. And the, I think the Lakers did a tremendous job of paying homage and doing just enough that it could be it could be considered tribute, but not considered the full on uh, memorial service. And, and tonight it was great, but there's no way. I just don't see how any player could could honestly cry their eyes out while they're listening to Usher sing "Amazing Grace" over their dead friend, um, and then hop on that court and try to throw up a triple double, even though LeBron James almost did it <laughs> tonight. 
um, and shout out to him. Um, George Santiago, though the Lakers had time off, it was not rest. They were rusty. Yeah, it wasn't rest. It wasn't preparation. And this is not a break that's scheduled in their season. The next break that's really scheduled in their season, of course, is the All-Star break. Um, so this was an unscheduled stop in their lives that literally stopped the world. It stopped the world. And if you can imagine, if you've been watching or listening to ESPN LA, then you've heard the stories from John Ireland um, and Michael Thompson and people like that talking about the reaction the players found out on the plane. So you're done playing. You just got done playing the game Friday night. LeBron has passed Kobe. Everything has been about LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Kobe. And within 24 hours, you're on a plane finding out that Kobe is no longer with you. Um, their week was not normal. Okay, They practiced, but it wasn't real practice. It was a lot of counseling from what Frank Vogel was saying, um, which is how they determined that they should not have a game on Wednesday for against the, the Clippers. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's one of those realities, guys. Sometimes there are things that supersede sports. And as much as we want to be laser-focused in on it, there are some things that supersede sports. And the death of a Kobe Bryant and a Gianna and a, and a Gigi is, is hard. It's hard. Uh, Spain, a Torero 007. At least the Bucks lost too. I didn't know the Bucks lost, but that's that's good. Uh, George Santiago, if Kobe definitely went in to practice several times, I can understand why the team was shaking. Yeah, and know this, that Kobe had his hand on a lot. Every time you saw a Lakers season start since he's retired, Kobe was somewhere around. Kobe was present. That's why we heard of so many rumors about who the coach was going to be and uh, when all the front office drama was going on, everybody was looking at Kobe like, is his hand in the middle of, of all this with Rob? Because Kobe was still close to the organization. And most of these players, all of these players, all of them, have had some interaction with Kobe, even outside of the Lakers. Um, you know, most, you got to remember, our roster is primarily made up of people who came from other teams, with the exception of Kyle Kuzma. Everybody else, from Quinn Cook to KCP, these guys have, have been from other teams and other organizations, but they all have been touched by Kobe in some way, shame, uh, shape, or fashion. And, uh, and they were shaken. Listen, the entire arena was shaken. It had a playoff atmosphere with a funeral feel. And, um, and, and, and those two things are so juxtaposed. They're, they're such the antithesis of each other. Um, but this is what I do know. This is what I do know. And I'm telling you this, and I believe this with everything in my heart. The way the Lakers are going to rebound from this death is going to catapult them directly into the finals. And it's going to happen on, on, on a certain game. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be a moment where they're going to do what we call turning the corner. It's going to be the point where, where your, your sorrow starts turning into joy. Your frowns, and even though you're crying, you're laughing about the good times as you're crying. Um, and, and when they turn that corner collectively as a group, and they can put Kobe's name not just on their back but in their hearts and be able to move forward without having those tears, I think you're going to see a Laker team make a run that you've never seen before. When they feel okay to laugh again and smile again. And if I'm being honest, it's probably going to be at the All-Star game when everybody's together, all their friends, all the pressure's off, it's about basketball, they're obviously going to be celebrating Kobe, uh, and it's going to be about that atmosphere and celebrating the right way, and the shock is over, and the gut punch has been healed, I think you're going to see a different a different Laker team. Um, uh, O-S-O-S Hust, or O-Shust, um, uh, respect to King James for his part of the tribute. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved what uh, LeBron did tonight. Um, he made it a point to to say from the heart. And when I saw him pull that paper out, um, it, it was that was very anti-LeBron. LeBron is not really a prepared statement kind of guy. 
Um, you know, unless you're seeing something on Twitter or something from, from Clutch Sports, he's not really a, a, a written statement guy. So when I saw that, it made me it made me second second guess what was happening. And when he said, I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to go off the top of the dome, I thought that was a much better decision. And he said what was most important. He goes, Mamba out, which is true, but not forgotten. And I think that's going to be the key. And Kobe will never be forgotten. Of course, he wasn't going to be forgotten no matter when he passed away. But uh, but even more so now, his legend has catapulted him really above even the living legends that are uh, that are here now because he did so much in the 41 years that he was living. So uh, respect to King James for that. Uh, Dwight is practicing free throws on the court right now. Al Sakusa, yes, Dwight has made it a practice to practice free throws after games, um, which I think is tremendous. It, it hasn't it hasn't really helped him as I mean it's, it's helped in a sense, but he's still a pretty low percentage free throw shooter. Um, but he, uh, it's good to see Dwight focused. It's good to see him this late with a guaranteed contract, still focused, still ready to go. And tonight, he had a decent night tonight. Um, he was no match for, Hus- for Hassan Whiteside, but no, no real big is. Uh, but tonight, Dwight Howard had six points. He had four rebounds. He, he wasn't able to do much. He was perfect from the field, three of three. And, and we saw an aggressive tone from him in the beginning. He was like, he wasn't just laying it up. He was, he was putting it down. Uh, but unfortunately, he he only played 14 minutes tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. And JaVale McGee uh, seemed to have carried uh, the same amount of minutes, 14. So uh, a lot of those center minutes went with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis uh, put on a show tonight, but he could not do everything tonight that was necessary. Um, George Santiago, trading anyone with all that has happened may wreck the chemistry. They have to tread lightly. That's a perfect point. Once again, making trades is going to be weird right now because there's already your your group has already been traumatized, and no matter how much basketball is a business, when you trade and you make uh, you take the chemistry of uh, of the team that has been kind of building itself over these last 30, 40, 50 games or however many games we're in, um, when you start to change that in the midst of a trauma, it's still traumatizing to watch somebody that you've bonded with since summer camp. Now leave, and there's a small trauma in there, but you put that small trauma is exponentially greater in impact uh, alongside something like this, which has never been seen before. We've never really seen this before in NBA, where a player who has been celebrated was making a successful transition uh, uh, has passed away the way he did. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, I do believe though they're going to do what's best for the organization. So if there's a trade that makes sense. Um, I, I believe they'll be able to finesse a way to make the trade happen while keeping the team chemistry, uh, keeping it going. Um, uh, Spain Terrero 07, I can't imagine being focused knowing I'll be at a loved one's funeral. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think any of us can. Um, I don't think any of us can. And, um, and, and you know, normally around this time, you know, this is when we start going through the, this, the schedule and what's coming up. And I'm going to be honest, guys, you know, tonight it, it's not really important. Um, it's not really important tonight what the schedule is. Um, it's not really important, to be honest, if I'm being completely honest with you, it's not really important whether we won or lost the game tonight. Um, what we did was uh, we played tonight, and we got back to basketball, and we got back to doing what I believe Kobe would have done. Um, let's not forget that Kobe, after tearing his Achilles, uh, still came back and played and, and finished with some horrible records that he was not used to. Uh, he was still doing everything he could. Of course, he ended his last night on a sixty-point performance against the Utah Jazz. But he, he, he would, he would get back on the court. No matter how big the tragedy was, he would get back on the court. And we did that tonight. Uh, and we lost, and he's lost. 
And uh, I, I think I think what's more important though is starting the healing process, and we did that tonight. Um, and so you know it's gonna be a short it's gonna be a short uh, show tonight, and I think mainly because. I think there's just a lot that we just experienced tonight. Um, I think a lot of us who have began to heal and getting through the healing process, I think um, the tribute tonight took some of us back. Um, but I want to just talk to you guys for a second. Um, we've been doing post-game for a while now, um, and it's been an honor and a joy to do it. Uh, but I also want to just kind of take off the, the Showtime Forum post-game hat now and just talk to you as a friend um, that I... I it, you have to be okay with what you're feeling. And I think um, the biggest thing, if I can just talk to anybody out there who may be trying to make sense of it all, is that um, there, there, really is, there really is no answer to the why. We can listen to news reports and go, oh man, if the helicopter would have just been 30 feet higher and, and all of that, but it still doesn't answer the pain that we have in our heart. And for a lot of us like myself, uh, we did not anticipate that this would hurt the way that it hurt. Um, we've seen it across every uh, sports platform from ESPN to Fox One. Anybody who talks about Kobe has to talk with tears. Of course, we saw if you watch the TNT special that they did in place of the Clippers game that was postponed. Everybody who talks about him, this is rough and it's and it's hard and it hurts and it's supposed to hurt because he was close to all of us. And if you're like my age, 37 years old, majority of my life, over half of my life, Kobe has been playing basketball, okay? Over half of my life, that man has been playing basketball. And I've, I watched Kobe at 17 um, walk into the league. I watched him at 18. I watched him shoot air balls. I, I, I watched him turn in. We've watched him go through court cases. We watched him keep his marriage together. We watched him switch numbers. We watched him go through two different dynasties. Uh, we watched people that he used to play with become his coach. Um, and so the, we, we've watched him, and he's a part of us. He's not just a part of L.A., he's a part of our hearts. Um, and so if you're trying to struggle with why am I feeling the way I'm feeling, it's because it wasn't like he was a family member. He was a family member. And most of us are Laker fans to this day because of what Kobe contributed over 20 years. A lot of us were not around for the Showtime Forum Lakers. Uh, we might have been youngins when that happened, and, and some of you weren't even born yet. Uh, but this was our showtime, was watching Shaq and Kobe, watching Powell and Kobe, watching Lamar, watching people like Shannon Brown, Trevor Ariza, Jordan Farmar, Satya Vujicic, like watching these people who came in and, and, and followed Kobe's lead and, uh, and watching that happen. Rick Fox, Robert Ory, being able to see those things and experience those things left long-lasting impressions. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm getting ready to read that comment. It's a great comment. Um, but, but at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility, and I think our responsibility is to carry legacy. And one of the things I told somebody tonight was is that one of the things that happens when, when we watch these superstars do what they do, they are, they are depositing into us their legacy that we continue to, to, to keep on for them. We talk about those people. The reason why we still talk about Will and we still talk about Bill Russell is because we are carrying the legacy of the memories that we've experienced. And 30 years from now, there's going to be kids talking about what happened around now, but they're going to be so disconnected. But it's going to be our job when we're old and sitting in senile to remind them that there was a giant that built Staples Center and he did it with five championships and he did it with one organization, one heart and one mentality. 
And so that's it's it's so it's so good. Josh Powell, oh man, uh, Blake St. Clair. What do you think about the NBA logo being changed to Kobe? I think uh, going forward they should have some sort of tribute to Kobe on the All Star jerseys in the least. I think this year you're going to see a lot of Kobe. I think, if I'm being honest, I think um, uh, I, I don't anticipate the logo changing. Uh, but I think if they were to change it, I can't think of another player that would make more sense um, than Kobe Bryant. And what better fitting way than to have his pseudo father, his his um, his, his the, the first, Jerry West, the guy who kept him from going to another organization and was like his dad while he was here. And uh, what what better way to go from Jerry West the logo to his his Laker son Kobe to be the logo? It will be beautiful and tremendous. And I believe one day they probably will. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, uh, but I do think that is the first name that's going to come up. Uh, Lakers should not think, this is George Santiago, should not think, win it for Kobe. Like Laker Film Room said, just give him your heart, win or lose. And and that does make sense. Um, I think, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the narrative. I think the narrative is going to be, we're going to do it for Kobe. I think that's going to be the new narrative. Um, and I think, uh, I, I truly believe that they are giving their heart. I think that, what we've seen from the Lakers so far has been a group that has been excited to play with each other, that has been motivated to play with each other, and has been figuring each other out, has won a lot of games, lost some. We just lost our 11th game tonight. We've done that, right? But I think the extra push for a championship team comes from a deeper place. And one of the reasons why we were able to come back and beat the Celtics was because we lost. And it wasn't that there wasn't heart there, but there was a reason there that was we need to beat the Celtics because they beat us before. Every team has a mantra that they need. Cavaliers were able to win because they were underdogs. Uh, There's always this mentality, this mantra uh, that the team carries within a specific year to win a championship. I think this is going to be the year that they call it winning for Kobe. Now, going forward, you know who knows? But I think this season has had such a tremendous turn with this death, that every NBA team paying homage to Kobe, um, it just, it just, it, the, the name is going to be so permeated into the minds of these players that it is going to be for Kobe. And I, I know it's going to be easier for us to say, just give us your heart, win or lose. But that's not how they're going to feel. That's not how they're going to think. Um, and, to, and to be honest with you, I can't say that it would be any different for me. Uh, that if Kobe were a friend of mine, it would be hard for me to get up and do the job that he had done for 20 years prior to me. And not think about me doing it in his honor, doing it with his mindset, doing it with his work ethic. So, uh, <clears throat> no, really, come on. And I'm Showtime Laker old. Hey, man, salute to you, man. I had a shirt that I was going to wear. I can't bring myself to wear any Laker gear right now because it's too hard for me. Uh, but Showtime for it. Showtime Laker, man. If you remember the forum days, then God bless you, man. Laker Metropolis, not a bunch of discussion for the dream. Um, not a bunch of discussion for the dream. Oh, uh, I, I'm wondering if you're talking about for the for the logo or not. Um, but we'll, we'll I, who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, but let's just kind of go through some of the things that we saw tonight, guys, as we end up tonight. Um, the Lakers had uh, had the makings of what they needed tonight. Um, I think had had this been a normal game, I think it would have been different. LeBron went 9 of 22 tonight. So even though he scored 22 points and had 10 assists tonight, he had a double-double. Uh, two rebound shot at the triple double. He wasn't as efficient as he as we would like him to be. Um, he shot eight three pointers tonight, um, and on a night really that that it made sense to. Normally it doesn't make sense, but when you have Hassan Whiteside who's black blocking people like Anthony Davis, 
uh, that obviously even going to the middle is not looking great for you. Um, but his free throws is the part that makes me so upset. He was one of four from the free throw line. And uh, and the free throws late. He did hit the, the late free throw on the end one, but there was a free throw prior to that in the fourth quarter that would have kept the momentum going that he missed. And it's it, it's just one of those things that I think we're going to have to gear ourselves up for that LeBron James is not going to be a late game free throw shooter. But it's fine because you have free throw shooters on the team. You have an Anthony Davis who can shoot, a Danny Green who can shoot, Kyle Kuzma who takes extra long at the free throw line, but he shoots and he makes them. Uh, we have it there. Uh, so I, I'm really excited, guys. I'm excited about what I saw tonight. I'm excited about what I saw. I'm not excited about the defense. I am excited about this. Uh, Alex Caruso is still showing himself to be a stable second unit defender. Um, <clears throat> the way he got onto Lillard was getting into those passing lanes. He, he wasn't able to, to contain him for the most part. Uh, but he was able to do a far better job than any other guard that we have on the team. And so this is good to think about, that he knows his role as much like what Trevor Ariza's was on the championship team. Uh, the only difference is that Crusoe just can't hit threes right now for some reason. He's just kind of spotty with that. Uh, but he is he is a lock defender. And that's important. That's going to be important going forward. That's going to be important for every game that we do that gets close. You need to be able to pull somebody in when somebody's getting hot and try to cool them down. And that's what we know Caruso is going to be. We know that Kyle Kuzma is finding his way. Scoring 17 points tonight on 6-12 made more sense tonight because LeBron was less aggressive. Even though he shot 22 shots, LeBron was not doing a lot of driving. When Kyle Kuzma was in, it was kind of like Kyle Kuzma knew by the third pass that came to him, he was going straight to the rack. And he was able to draw fouls, and he was able to do what he, you know, what he normally does. And that's what we want to see from Kyle Kuzma. So now you're seeing identities starting to get set. You're starting to see people understanding their role. Avery Bradley is starting his full court press one more time. He's starting to get back into that. He's getting his defensive legs back. This is important. And the thing that we are glaringly seeing, the more, the more that we see people getting into their identity, the more glaringly obvious it is that Rondo does not fit on this team. Rondo, as God bless his heart, is trying hard to be a facilitator, but it is not working. The, the offense, we lose momentum every time that he comes in and begins to run the offense. And they're trying to give him a chance. But I really think that he is one of the people that, that could potentially, that, that, that I would love to see get cut. And I hate saying that because it sounds so bad. But I would love to see another guard like a Darren Collinson come in and make adjustments so that when we get to these places where we have to have LeBron and AD off the court, they play 39 and 38 minutes uh, 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 individually, right? But they, they shouldn't be playing that much, but they have to because when Rondo is in, you have about three minutes that you can leave Rondo in before you lose your lead, lose your momentum, lose your run, okay? So you have a Darren Collison in there or Andre Iguodala who's able to help with the defensive end, and now you're starting to have a little bit more stability. So, we're, so, so we, we need to just pay attention to how Frank Vogel uses certain people. Troy Daniels had obviously more run tonight. Um, he did not shoot the way that I thought he was going to shoot. He did a lot of uh, uh, pump fake dribble penetration, which is not really what he's in there for. He's in there for catch and shoot threes. Uh, tonight, Troy uh, had played for eight minutes, had three points, was one of four from the field. It was 0-1 from the, from the three-point line. His only basket came from inside the paint. So... That's not his role, um, and you're probably going to see him. That's probably why he got yanked into eight minutes. Quinn Cook had five minutes and did exactly what he was supposed to do, shot a three-pointer, one of one, made it. That's that's what we're starting to see. Troy Daniels, Quinn Cook, 
three-point shooters to come and get quick offense, and they're also going to sacrifice some defense, but that's okay. Uh, KCP is going to come in. He's, he's going to be one of our more consistent scorers. He's going to be corner catch-and-shoot threes tonight. Uh, he only had eight points tonight, played 21 minutes, but he was one of three from three-point land. Uh, he hit the shot that we needed him to hit on the wide-open three. So, so we're finding identity. The people that we're starting to, to, to look at a little bit differently uh, are the Rondos. Uh, Jared Dudley played tonight, but it really didn't mean anything. Uh, um, these, these people are expendable, okay? So we're, we're starting to look and find more expendable people. Uh, <clears throat> if you have seen this, the movie Six Man, you will get the reference. Uh, but I want to believe Kobe will be <laughs> Lakers spiritual six man going forward. It's silly, but it helps to think about stuff like that. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about with uh, with Marlon Wayans and uh, Kadeem Harrison. Uh, six man, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, Mamba on three, the team warm-up call before every game from now on. Yeah, it's actually a new hashtag now, and I think they're starting some kind of – I don't know if that was – one of the organizations that Vanessa is starting. Uh, but whatever the case may be, um, it's going to be Mamba, Kobe, all the way through. You're going to see you're gonna see Showtime posting it a lot. We're still grieving in the whole night. Uh, but listen, guys, uh, we're, we're just about uh, – we're getting close. We're getting close to uh, the, the midway point of the season. We're really at the midway point, but I count the all-star break, that, that real, that real uh, spot. So um, as of right now, we're looking good. Uh, we're 36 and 11, uh, and uh, we are three and a half games up on the Clippers. Uh, but we're also, <clears throat> um, uh, it looks like right now we're 36 and 11, while Denver Nuggets are 34 and 15. So we're doing great, man. We're doing great. Uh, we lost tonight, but we're still doing great. The Bucks um, are are doing tremendous. They've only lost seven games so far, um, so they have a much higher lead than than than, uh, than they did earlier in the season. But I don't think that's going to matter. I truly believe that when the Eastern Conference playoffs start. Uh, a lot of these teams are going to be in trouble. I think the Bucks are going to be in trouble. Um, I think uh, uh, teams like the 76ers, I think teams like the Celtics, I even think teams like the Miami Heat uh, are going to, they're going to beat each other up. And so I, I'm not as confident that the Bucks are going to come out of the East anymore. There's something inside of me that makes me feel like it's a possibility it's not going to happen because it's, it's going too easy. Um, you need a team to hit adversity prior to the playoffs so that they don't collapse right now. So right now, their whole motivation is we don't want to get knocked out again. This is our opportunity, you know, to get into the finals. You know, we can we can do it. Kawhi's gone. You know, before that, LeBron left. This is Giannis's moment. But there's a certain grit and determination that's happening out of a Boston, that's happening out of a Miami, that's happening out of the 76ers that I think is going to cause that. That 41-7 and seven record that they have now doesn't really mean as much uh, because they're not really fighting for that right now. Um, they're just kind of coasting along. Uh, but for us, we have another game that's coming up. Um, I don't know when the Clipper game is being uh, rescheduled for, uh, but uh, obviously that's going to be a game that's going to kind of adjust the schedule. Uh, but we have another game coming up um, uh, on uh, tomorrow night. So we have a back-to-back. -back. We're traveling to Sacramento. And uh, Sacramento actually just beat uh, the Clippers, I believe. So um, we're going to be playing the Sacramento, and then we, we hit uh, a couple of home games against San Antonio and Houston. Uh, so we have a lot going on, guys, and I can't wait to see you guys again. Of course, man, just make sure you guys are leaning on each other. Uh, reach out to each other. Um, George Santiago, I don't see the Kobe chants going away soon. Fans may chant that at Staples in tight games. They may chant that for the rest of the season, and you better believe if we're in uh, the, the NBA Finals, I'm really praying we are, if we're in the NBA Finals and it's like a clinch game, like if we're up in the Series 3-2 and we're at home and we can win this game, 
you know, uh, um, game six, we can put this game away. You're probably going to hear Kobe's name 95 times. And if we win the title, you're probably going to hear Kobe's name 95 times. And if LeBron James wins uh, NBA Finals MVP, and they're going to walk up to him and be like, what does this mean to you on a year that Kobe Bryant passed? You're going to hear his name over and over and over again. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not tired of it. I'm loving it. It's hard. It's hard to hear him in the past tense. It's hard to hear him in the past tense. But the truth is, is that he is gone, but he's still with us. And that's the most blessed assurance thing. I feel bad for organizations that don't have players that can be celebrated like this. Name another player. Name another player that will be celebrated worldwide where teams are changing games for him. Buildings are being changed to purple and gold for him. The world stood still on Sunday when we got the news. So uh, with that being said, guys, I'm going to call it a night. It's 44 minutes into this, uh, to this podcast. We normally go about a whole hour, uh, but I appreciate you guys. I will see you again, of course, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night after the Sacramento game. Um, I believe we're going to walk away with the dub tomorrow on the road. Uh, we are a tremendous road team, and I think we're going to show that again tomorrow night. And now that we got the emotions out of the way, we can go to somebody else's house and not have to be reminded of the tragedy that happened just days ago. So with that being said, I appreciate y'all, and Mamba out. <laughs>